Hello, this is the Miyazaki Mint. I'm Natasha DeRose. I'm Jamie DeRose. And this is a podcast where we talk about Miyazaki's movies a minute at a time. This episode is about Minute 85 of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. This minute seems very long. Like, you get get your money's worth you get like three different like cuts in this minute like looking back i just realized that like we go we go in like three different areas in this Mm -hmm. minute which is exciting and i'm pretty sure we finally pieced together pejite's story and yeah and like where tomikia fits in it too this is like the most i ever thought about uh in my life it's usually like and the oh, most we ever will. It's usually like every time you get new information about Pet Jet, you usually forget the old information because yeah. you know I didn't write down and talk about it for like ten minutes. So <laughs> usually I forget it and then I get confused and I make my own assumptions just on that information while forgetting previous knowledge and forgetting what's gonna come next. Yeah. Because usually when you're sometimes when I'm watching this minute by minute, like my brain's like, oh, what's gonna happen next? And my brain like, like, knows like. Oh, this person's gonna say something that's gonna clarify it, but I don't know what they're saying. Let's just fill it in. Let's just guess. And my brain's oh. like, "No, we have to be right. We can't no. just can't just guess." Come on, bro. Let's go. Come on, man. So, minute eighty-five starts with pew pew smoke. <laughs> no, just kidding. It starts with um the valley shooting guns, and that's why I said pew pew. And there's smoke around mm-hmm. from the guns. So, yeah. Cool. And then it ends with Pejite's big little red ship in the sky. Yes. In the clouds. It looks, um... Floating around. It kind of is like a Tomikian ship in the fact, like, the wings are at the top. Like, you know when you think of a plane, the wings are, like, smack dab in the middle of it? (laughs) But, like, like, it's just, like, it seems like the rest of the ship is just hanging on the wings. Yeah. But, like, it is more Pejite in the fact that it's red. Yeah, Pejite. And, like, I guess more rectangular shape. Like, Tomikian ships are very round. Ooh, yeah. Especially, like, they just look like little bullets. You know how, like, the top is round and the rest is kind of like bop. Bop. Yeah. Bop. Beep. Boop. Bop. So, the valley's having their little fight. Uh, The tank's like, go off. We will hold them back as, you know, you get everyone to shelter in the acid lake. We the tank. Which this. is very, very, like, effective, because at this point, you're only sacrificing three people. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the oldest, so you're not really making a damage to society. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, mean, but, like... Mean, but true. We're sorry. <laughs> you still have the young ones that will continue on. So, you know... And plus, they have the strongest weapon, so it's not like you're mm-hmm. just sending three guys with three sticks, and, like, hopefully <laughs> you can hold them back. What if we send three guys with four sticks? I'm so confused. <laughs> what are they going to the do with the stick, first stick? The fourth stick will just fight on its own. Oh, <laughs> it's another soldier. He's <laughs> actually a knight. He got knighted by King Jill. Yes. Uh, so, and like, shelter by the acid lake, I'm pretty sure there's only one piece of infrastructure there, and that's the boot ship. The boot. The boot. Your trusty old boot. And so all the guys who are sh- shooting there there is um a couple guys with guns like a guy with a torch and like the guy who had a torch and like a little when i say torch it's just like a stick that shoots fire i don't know what else to call it it's the fire stick (laughs) you know what to call it don't act like you don't know when you when you're making a fire we we always like make fires 
like we we're make not fires ar- on other people's no, houses. No, 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 we're not arsonists. <clears throat> we just make fires. Like um, now we have a fire pit. I think we said this before, but we made a fire pit during mm-hmm. quarantine. So now we have a controlled place for fire. But usually, mm-hmm. like, but we usually would just, like, we just burn other people. We would houses. just no. Okay? <laughs> We don't commit crimes in this household. <laughs> Not when we're broadcasting to other people, we don't. <laughs> so we would, like, just get, like, a fireplace or, like, there's these little stone little beds. Of, like, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be for flowers, but we just, like, do fires in there. And whenever, They're supposed to be for flowers. Oh, like, we had strawberries and, like, the strawberries... Be there. No, you said they were supposed to be for fires, but we oh! used them for fires. They were always for fires. <laughs> but we have missed... We have, uh assumed they were for flowers but they were always for fire there's mm-hmm. like little strawberries in there I remember like i would go to school and be like oh yeah. uh, like on the way to the garage so i would pick that up was, that was seems like a dream yeah me. it probably is i don't trust my memory but i would like pick i would go look at the strawberries and, and might pick we both one have the same dream <laughs> we are one in the same we're just one person doing two different voices but not very well because they sound the same oh <laughs> I would, like, go pick a strawberry, and there'd be a snake going, like, and I'd be like, well, I'll just skip strawberries from then on. I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. So we'd just make fires everywhere, and then you would get a stick, and you would let that stick sit in the fire, and then you would have a, a fire stick. With a, oh. You know, and you have a stick, and the, at the end, it just keeps a, it keeps a blaze, and you're like, yeah, I, I was, am the fire god. I was a little worried. I am this. Hades himself. Oh. <clears throat> I was a little worried this story wasn't going anywhere, but it got somewhere with the fire stick. With the fire stick. I remember one night we were just like, um, our cousins were over and we had fire sticks and then it was really dark. Right. So like all you could see was the ember on the fire. And so like we would just run around in the backyard where you could, where there's no light and you would just see the little fi- f- little ember just go. Yeah. I don't remember that. That so is much. the highlight of my life. Fire oh. sticks. Yep. It's just like fire, but portable. <laughs> the best. Portable fire. So, they're little like the little old men in the tank are firing, and um, they're just you know they're just chucking away. They're shooting little thing things at the soldiers to hold them back, and then it cuts to the people of the valley trucking along, and there's like this little guy talking in the background it's like we just have to lay low till the princess returns in the gunship and just really dependent on Nausicaa to pull everything well like they're just together. like we just gotta hold out until Nausicaa comes back and hopefully has a third option between death <laughs> and surrender which will probably co- which will probably re- uh, result in a massacre for starting a rebellion <laughs> oh yeah and like Petra's gonna get there anyway so it's gonna be death either way there's three chances of death <laughs> So choose yeah. your death. And you see uh, the people of the valley walking through all the burned trees they burned down. It's just very dark and gray. It's, mm-hmm. it's, all the pe- all the people of the valley are covered in dirt and everything. Their clothes are a little torn, and it just reminds me raggedy. of like, you know, wars in general are very bad for the environment. And I remember watching 1917 all the way back, and I've been waiting to make this reference ever since. Every time Jamie would be like, oh, we can make that reference now. I'm like, no, no, no. I know I the know, minute. I'm just like, we I can make the, the reference now. In 1917, we were watching 1917. Let me say it one more time. 1917. <laughs> uh, what movie? I'm pretty sure we did a review on this, and it was like... Um, a movie in like World War One, and so these people are like going through. These two bro- bros are walking through 
these these wars and these battlefields to get to um, their side and to mm-hmm. tell them, hey, stop. And as they're going, th- <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most chill summary of this movie. Hey, stop. <laughs> if you will, no more. <laughs> So they're like going through all these past battlefields and stuff and they're walking through this mud. It's like terrible. There's like barbed wire everywhere. There's just like dirt, mud. It's nasty and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like our dad was talking about like, oh, this shows like how like the wars are very bad for humans because, you know, loss of life and just like political tensions and just like not a fun time. Yeah. But it also like destroys the environment because you need they're like running they're just absolutely destroying it with all their bombs and not really bombs but like grenades I weapons i remember one scene where the one guy got stabbed and he was just like lying in the dirt and there I was know. so much mud i'm just like i was oh. like you chopped that hand off that no 10 different in- bacteria just infected you he just oh. like he got cut and i remember like he stuck his hand in more oh. And then I wasn't more, even thinking of that scene. And I yeah, he got cut, and he's just like, "Yeah, it's fine." And I, he either stuck it in mud or a dead body. I forgot. Like he, I think it was a dead. I body. think it was a dead body. I was like, "Well, now you got his bacteria, which he probably had because it's 1917, but also because he's a dead body." Mm. <laughs> so that's fun. That's great. And it just shows like all these people trucking along, and it's just so like sad. Like not only is the people sad, the environment sad. Everyone's I mean, like, the environment sad. of the environment of the movie, like, how you're supposed to feel, mm-hmm. but, like, like all of this beautiful land that they had that protected them for thousands of years is just brown, nasty, dirt, it's terrible, mm-hmm. and it shows that envi- um, environmentalism and pacifism of this movie kind of go hand in hand, because wars can cause, like, with the with nuclear bombs and the giant warrior, mm-hmm. wars can cause the environment to get even more polluted than it is and yeah. more destroyed. Mm-hmm. Been so long to wait, make that reference. Like, if you can remember was it, what was episode, it, Tasha, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember the episode we did a, a, um, a review of 1917, I've been waiting for this moment, and finally, it's done. Yeah, that's why I was just like, didn't we already do this? But no, we were just reviewing. <laughs> The whole movie. Just reviewing. And as they're walking, you just see the Chico Nut girl who gave Nausicaa Chico Nuts. She's a little red dress. And she's just, like, most determined face I've ever Mm -hmm. seen. Just carrying Obaba. Just, like, let's go. On her back. (laughs) Not really, but, like, just, like, you know, supporting her. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, she's so determined. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And they're, like, the the same height. That's the kind of determination we love to see out of our children. (laughs) And then there's, like, people every now and then on the road, like, in Spirit Away, when um, Chihiro's going to see the other um, bathhouse witch. What's her name? Oh. I don't Obaba or Yubaba? I think it's, like, it's different. It's different. When, when, um, when, uh, d- d- yeah. When the girl of Spirit Away gets off the train, and she's and Chihiro gets off the train, I'm thinking of names. And I'm like, what if we delete the names we already know in search of the new ones? And, you know, when she's walking to the house in the middle of nowhere, and the lamp shows up, and it just jumps on every tree, and it just like mm-hmm. waits, and then it jumps. 
It's like everyone, like, everyone's staggered and they're just, like, being so motivated. Like, keep going. Don't slow down. You we got, got it. it. You can make it. And it's just like, what are you doing? Come walk with us. <laughs> Hold this dead guy we're just carrying. No, no. <laughs> this guy lost a limb. Maybe help him. No. Give him your limb. No, I do emotional support. That's no, all I do. <laughs> Give him your limb. <laughs> just recognize. Uh, and so... You can see that they're walking towards, like, the giant wind fences. I don't know. It looks like a fence, but it does wind stuff that (laughs) we saw earlier. It's multi-purpose. We saw, at the beginning of this movie, Lord Yupa walk into the valley. Mm -hmm. Pass. He walked past it into the valley. So I wonder if they're going to the acid lake. So they're basically going out and around the mountain. Yeah, because isn't Tomiki by the castle? So you have to go the other way? (sighs) I guess. I always thought they just went past the castle. Me to, too. <laughs> to the, to the, to the, um, the boot. But that makes more sense to, like, not go straight past your enemy. <laughs> Maybe Try to avoid go. them. And they were probably already at the edge of the valley. Yeah. Because that's where the forest is, and that's where they were burning it. So probably everyone was already there. Yeah. So it's like, don't have to move that much. Mm-hmm. I am such a nerd for the geography of Nausicaa. I've been trying to figure out this whole podcast. And I'm not saying I got pretty close, but I'm saying I understand it a little better. I understand the mountains a little bit. Yeah. That's it. Outside of the valley, no idea. No clue what's going on. Because you, you get two shots of everywhere else. And you get like three billion different shots of the valley. So I don't think I should be taking pride that I understand some basic... Um, computation and comprehension. Yeah. So, then we cut back to the little old men in their tanks. They're having a time. And so, Gull is loading up the uh, the cannon or whatever on the tank. The thing, the part that shoots. Yes. Wow. Yes. And so, he's just like, don't just stand there, give me a hand. And then the other guy's like, but I have a bad back. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm old. <clears throat> Don't make me do stuff. And then we see the Tomikians bring out all their tanks to come yeah. over, and they're like, "Oh no, we are. We are not, not gonna make out. For this. <laughs> we have one tank and three guys. I don't think we're gonna <laughs> do so cool. And one guy isn't even doing anything. <laughs> and then you see, like these tanks are rolling up so sophisticated. Like, yeah, we mean business. We're gonna like, start a yeah. war. Then it cuts back yeah. to like the old man take just spinning around. And it's like we're just turning in circles. Go forward. It's like I know, I know. <laughs> Don't rush me. And then the other tanks fire, and half of the tank explodes. And they're like, oh, we've been hit. They're like panicking. And then it like zooms in on more tanks, more Tomikian tanks rolling up and firing again. So mm-hmm. it's not looking too good for them. Yeah, you, like, you got a little hope by being like, oh, yeah, we got a tank. We have a fighting chance now. Mm-hmm. And then just, they have more tanks. You're like, oh, no, we don't anymore. <laughs> and also, everyone else is running away. So <laughs> I don't think we're going to make it out on this one, boys. <laughs> and then it cuts to the Tomikin gunship in the sky. And it looks exactly like the Tomikin gunship that survived um, Asbel's um, little rage attack. Oh. Yeah, sure. And it's probably, it is the ship Kuratoa sent out to go to Pejite. Yeah. And I figured this out. It's probably wrong because I made a lot of assumptions because there was like three different unknown variables. I'm like, well, 
I'm not just fill in the blanks. Fill absolutely fill in the blanks. <laughs> so I assume that it takes like a day to get from about a day to go from the valley to Pejite. And mm-hmm. so these people are probably like half these people that Kurto has sent out to go to Tomikia, see what's up, take the people back. So the valley has reinforcement is probably halfway there. Yeah. They didn't make it yet because they didn't because when Pejite sees them, they're surprised. They didn't yeah. know they're, I always thought that, like, the Tomikian ship went there and already came back. And yeah. I was like, what is this ship later on in the movie? I have no idea. I guess there's just pirates in the sky or something. <laughs> yeah, like, either, like, it's, like, trailing them or just, like, found them. Mm-hmm. But, no, they didn't even get to Pejite yet. So this Tomikian ship sees the Pejite ship that just captured Nausicaa. And is like, oh, we found this. And, like, okay, great. And then I was like, oh, you just... Before this minute, I did, like, all this planning and everything, like, oh, these are, like, three different options of what happens, and it's just like, oh, we found it, I was like, okay, so we didn't make it to Peche yet. Dumb child. So they didn't go to Peche yet, which, which explains why Peche's surprised later on that Tomikins are even there, because, like, we just wiped you out, and also, um, Tomikins don't know that, like, Pejite destroyed their own city, or the mm-hmm. soldiers at Tomikia are probably dead, most likely. I'm going to assume so. Yes. And that Pejite's whole kingdom is just on one ship. Mm-hmm. So, have fun. Tomikian ship does a little turn, is going to go over and have fun with that ship, and then we cut to Pejite appearing out of a cloud. Unknowingly aware of the threat that awaits. They're probably like, oh, we'll just... We're just going to chill behind the stampeding insects, and then once they stampede, mm-hmm. we'll go in, sweep the giant, get the giant warrior. I don't know what the plan is after that, but yeah. we have the giant warrior on yeah, the top of... will just fall into place after that. <laughs> on top of um, a ground of a giant massacre of the innocents. <laughs> I feel great about this plan. It's justified. We are saving the world. We are going to make it more poo. I feel great. <laughs> yeah, I feel really good about that. Add more poo. Cancels out. We have a great planet again. Round of applause for that plan. We just knocked out like two kingdoms, so we're the only kingdoms left, and all of us fit on one ship. So I feel like we're doing great. Great. I feel great like job. we just lost half our population <laughs> of the world. It's of what was left of the yeah, world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's it for this minute. It's kind of chaotic, but we figured out Tomikia and what was happening. Yeah, and how, like, Tomikia fit into Pejite's story, what they were doing, and that they didn't even make it yet. Didn't even get there yet. It's fine. Yeah. Well, next episode, we're going to talk about Minute 86 of Nausicaa Valley when I've been Natasha DeRose. And I'm Jamie DeRose.